Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Excuse me, is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. Pompous. Duck up. Snot nose. Houston, we have a problem. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Overshare podcast. It is fantastic to have you with us. I'm Tim Hickson, and this is the amazing Ann Todd. Well, how are you, sir? I'm spectacularly well. I've had a just an incredible week, all things considered. I had the opportunity to go to Six Flags yesterday with my children and some friends. Not only did we go to Six Flags, we went to Hurricane Harbor, the water park, which is uh, a fascinating study in humanity. And people's incapacity to determine their own body sizes and how much material is physically required to cover said body mass. I use the word mass advisedly. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it always makes it fun for me and, and Chris, who, you know, with people watches. From a sociological standpoint. Right, with people watches as it is, and you get a chance. Um, Haven't you checked off morbidly obese American off your list already? Well, you go to Costco, right? You've seen them there. Of course, of course, but they're in these, the, in like it's like in the wild, right? They're wearing their swimsuits, uh, you know. And I admit, you know, we've we've done this for some time. I remember back in Australia, we my favorite one was a was a gentleman who was probably almost seven foot tall, uh, pasty as pasty could be, who had a bright blue yellow, white kind a, of English style skin, a bright yellow pair of Crocs on, and nothing sure. but a fantastically yellow and black striped speedo on, um, which was, I mean. Looks like a large bumblebee. A large bumblebee and or uh, the cure for premature... <laughs> I can't even say the second word. Um... <laughs> Call it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, where are we? That must be some sort of a record. We must be close. 15. <laughs> we must be close. Uh, but... You can't see the blushing through, the, through this. But a fantastic day was had by all. Uh, there were a couple of minor injuries uh, when a good friend of ours, <laughs> Fabelia Borja, fell out of the tube that she was supposed to be riding in with her daughter and uh, came down with the, you know, with a little less skin than she arrived sure. at the top of the slider. But, uh, you know, but everybody was okay. In the Did you get any kind of rebate for that? Uh, no, it's a theme park. There's no oh. returns, no exchanges. You get like a no. pretzel, nothing? No, you have to sign off so that if you die a horrible death, that's still okay, mm. even if it's their fault. You signed a waiver for a water park? No, but it, there's a like a waiver on the, <laughs> the back of your ticket. There's a thing on the back of your ticket. Is and really? I'm, yes. Um, I mean, those things. Actually... If your head gets lopped off by at Six Flags by an errant wheel on your cart or whatever on a roller coaster, that's on them. This is. I mean, of... it's on you. You're just. It's one of those Sorry, wacky Look away. things where they basically do it in order to try and dissuade you know, 98 of the people that it happens to from <laughs> like, oh, we did have this thing, so we can't. Whereas if you ever took it to a court of law, I'm sure that thing wouldn't stand up. It's like, well, no, you're grossly incompetent. I'm right. sorry whether you made somebody aware of the fact that you could potentially be grossly incompetent is, uh, is no excuse. I've always felt like I'm like one slip and fall away from Easy Street. You just got to slip and fall in the right place. Yeah, that's exactly what it is a great distress to me that one of the first trips that we had here to America. Oh, no, the girls were four and two, I guess. And uh, and we were heading out of Los Angeles and in the middle of the airport in one of the restaurants there, Rebecca took a massive slip on a slippery floor, which had leaking water from one of the uh, drink dispensing machines and had this massive contusion on her head and. I look back at it and I think, man, that thing would have been worth like a million dollars. Gold. <laughs> it was gold right there. But I was an innocent Australian at the time, and I thought to myself, oh. I'm surprised three lawyers didn't run up to you in the hotel, in the airport bar. Well, what did run up to me was somebody from the United Airlines who was extremely concerned about our well-being and our welfare, and put us and whether up you in, should get on the plane. Put us up in a yeah, they wouldn't let us get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Put us up in a hotel, sent us to a doctor, gave us lots of food, and got us on the plane the following day. But they were obviously petrified that we were going to. Um, Maybe the Hickson Airport. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Hickson Airlines. That was a missed opportunity. You could have turned that suffering into cash. To this day, I'm sad about that moment. And occasionally, when you know Rebecca mixes up her words, I think to myself, I wonder. (laughs) I wonder. Is this? Is that how you turned out the way you did? So a little head injury can uh, 
Yeah, stir yeah, the pot a little bit. Exactly. So this week we are it would talking about. Be more about... comprehensible if it had happened to you. Yeah, it would explain a lot, right? I was dropped on my head a lot as a child. Were you? You can blame my two older brothers for that. I probably was. Thanks for that, guys. True, true story. Once punched in the face <laughs> by my older brother because my other older brother bet that he wouldn't do it in front of my mom and dad. Boom. There you go. <laughs> You're <Excellent>. welcome. <laughs> was there any money changing hands over that? I. I I don't even know whether it was a money thing or really just a just a bravado, just you know, exercising bravado. And excellent. Uh, and I was young enough and distant enough from the two of them to be sport. My understanding is that my mother's brothers—I'm an only child, which also probably explains a lot. Um, my mother's brothers used to tie her to a bedpost, her older brother, nice. and they would just pummel her. But they would like not the face, you know? They wouldn't leave any marks. Give her a phone booking. His friends would come over. Not the face, not the face. Not bam, the bam. They face. just work it out. Like, and she was like, you know, in those boxing movies, that little thing, and they just go, bah, 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 bah. they just pummel her. That is not right. Mm-hmm. So I suppose we should get around to talking about something that actually matters. Yeah, you could file all of that under why we're like that we are, but uh, yeah. So what, what matters more than anything is TV in the fall. Paul so we're going to continue working our way night by night. Just hitting the highlights and lowlights of shows and telling you kind of what we're going to watch in the fall. Yep. We're really going to tell you more about how those shows are to actually watch in detail. So we're not we're not in the TCA. We're not getting screeners, unfortunately. Um, we're trying always to hack and find out these yeah. things. But we'll just hit a few highlights for you in case you're not scouring this kind of stuff like we are. And actually has a black outfit that she uses to commando into NBC, CBS, um, and to pick up dates occasionally on a Saturday night. Um, I will run the casting department at the CW at some point, as God is my witness. <laughs> it is the goal. A lot of pretty on, young pretty on that show. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Tuesday night? Tuesday night. What's happening on a Tuesday? Well, CBS is owning the NCIS block. So this is a big night for CBS and a big night for a lot of the comedy. Yep. Uh, so in terms of returning shows, you've got Happy Endings and Don't Trust the B. Guess what that stands for? Yeah. Uh, which was originally called Don't Trust, Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. Yes. And they just shortened it out. So that is, those are returning shows. Well, they never used the actual B did word. Did they not? They never did. Like good GCB? Like same GCB, thing. exactly okay. the same. Because you can't use that word. No, you can't promote it. That's the trouble. It is you can use it in its time slot, it would be okay. To say it, you but, can't. But you can't promote you can't it and advertise it. it and do all those sort of things, so... Got it. So those are big, and the new girl is coming back. Um, and then you know you've got the the critical or the. Oh, did you say new girl? The new girl, yeah, not the new girl. You don't like it. Zoe Deschanel. 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 Yeah. It makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit that show, and I want to like it. Like I am a lobbyist for brunette rights, so I'm on the team. Yeah. I was all excited about that show, and and people tell me it did improve. Because yeah. ensemble cast, it often takes a while for them to find their feet and yeah. to give a voice to the other characters and not make it kind of so punched up in the wrong way, you know, so um, full of tropes. So I hear it got better, but I tried to watch it a couple times, and I just, it was too cutesy. That word adorable that they use makes me want to kill myself. Uh, yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. You know her sister's on, her cousin, sister, sister, is on Bones. I think she's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Once a year, maybe. Really? Once every two years, probably better for you. Well deployed annually in Elf. Yes. Right? Yeah, like, probably, like probably the first and last place where I actually really liked her. Yeah. Uh, I just, she's one of those character voices that, that just either really resonates or just is like fingers down a chalkboard and she's a bit like fingers down a chalkboard for me. Everything, she's just so cutesy. It's like stitcher on a pillow for me. So we are the ones. People love that show. We're the two that are too cynical and hate. You know, I apologize in advance or in <laughs> retrospect. I'm not sure. Did you watch Happy Endings at all last year? I think it's, it's been a couple seasons. It's been a couple seasons. I haven't gotten into it at all. Not because I dislike it. I just, just haven't engaged. Yeah. A lot of love for that show and then yes, it's coming back. it's doing very well. And Don't Trust the Bee. I didn't watch it when it was airing. I am enjoying the new world of James Vanderbeek, the yep. self-parodying world. Yes. All the memes. Yeah. The uh, Funnier Dies James Vanderbeek was yes. tremendous for me. <laughs> that was big. It's in the, big in the Todd calendar. So, but um, I watched that show on Hulu, watched the whole season. It's cute. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny. It's, it's a little off yep. in, a, in a good way, and I think it hopefully will stick around for a while. So they're pairing that in Happy Endings. I don't know that they paired them last season. Uh, in terms of new, so, new shows, so Fox is really trying to build out a comedy night. I think they've been playing with this for a while. Yep. So two new shows, Ben and Kate and yes. The Mindy Project. Yes. 
Do you know about them? Uh, ben and Kate I know about, um, and uh, a little bit, not probably not so much about the Mindy Project. Ben and Kate, uh, they've been obviously promoting the hell out of in order to try and get it to fly, and I must admit that it's the promos and stuff that they've been running for it uh, have been pretty funny on the whole. Okay, let's take it from the top. From the top top? This is Kate. Oh my God, my shirt I think is stuck to my sweater. Can you see my boobs? This is her brother. And now he's coming in with a random drum set. This is her daughter. Now which one makes my eyes pop? I think I like the blue one. They're both blue. Quit phoning it in. This is her not-so-secret admirer. I love you, Kate. We made out, like, once, and it was in my fat face. face. Please drop it. Uh, Let it go. And this... I've given you some blush. ...is too hard to explain right now. This is just giving you a thicker pout, which is going to give you some cheekbones, because otherwise it's just, like... Ben and Kate, Tuesdays this fall. We're going to draw attention to this, and not that you've got no shape. On Fox. The basic premise about the show is that Ben and Kate are brother and sister, and both of whom have fairly tragic uh, love lives. And uh, Kate has a daughter and uh, has... Uh, is that the way it works? I'm yeah, Kate that has that's... a daughter Sorry. who is the adorable little girl from I... We Bought a Zoo. Right, so Kate has a daughter, the adorable little girl uh, from We Bought a Zoo, as the you say. The cute factor between Ben and Kate and New Girl, is it's a high. It's a high block of box of sweetness, of saccharineness. So Ben races back to try and... Um, rescue his uh, one long relationship that he had since his other marriage, I think, broke up uh, and fails dismally to do that. But in the end, the the basic premise of the show is that we've got uh, Ben and Kate looking after each other and both in turn looking after the little girl. It's basically, did you ever see uh, either the play or film version of You Can Count On Me? Yes. It's that as a comedy. Yeah. Really. It's New Girl Producers, so it's got that vein, for better or for worse. Uh, Nat Faxon, who who is Ben, it uh, was one of the co-writers of The Descendants, the Oscar-winning film, along with, yep. um, what's his name, uh, from Community, right? Jim, I can't think of his name. Blanking. But anyway, um, so it's got, you know, good good right. I think they're yep. involved in it. So it could be funny. I'm going to watch it. You yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've certainly seen enough of it to make me think that it, it could well be funny. I think it doesn't have some of the... I think they've avoided some of the sensibility of New Girl, which is good for me, and yep. also... Some of it is just just seems plain funny the way they the way they're dealing with it. I don't know how it will roll in terms of an ongoing, you know, piece and you know children who have this tendency to grow up very rapidly yeah. on screen become petulant teenagers uh, that we usually don't like. Well, the thing about all these things is if you read the press release, and, and I would say this is a caveat for any show, it, it's all in the execution, right? These yep. that press release seems incredibly trite, just like the ones we read last week. Yeah, like oh, she's got you know he's got his head in the clouds and she's you know grounded and yep. but she needs help. It's you know you're gonna roll your eyes, but it actually could work. So if the execution is good, it can be ele- you know it can elevate the material. So yeah. I kind of have a little hope for this. I I'm, I will watch it. I yep. know raising hope that that uh, is on preceding this. Yep. A lot of people like that. I haven't really gotten into it. It's the guy who did My Name Is Earl, which I yes. kind of loved um, it, for the most part. So I'll keep an eye out for that potentially. Definitely, we'll check out one, uh, Ben and Kate for a couple episodes. Yep. And I will be. For better or for worse, I'm I'm a completist with NCIS, and I will be watching it again. Although last season yeah. was arguably the worst ever. Mm. Uh, so night. Yeah, the I mean night, CBS yeah. haven't had anywhere to go with Tuesday night, right? I mean it's just an NCS lineup. They're not searching for new shows. It is what it Their is. Their 10 a.m. show last season didn't last. It was unforgettable, which ironically, <laughs> yep, forgotten. Uh, and gone with yep. Poppy Montgomery, who was on uh, Without a Trace for many years. Yes, they're trying this year Vegas, which is Michael Chiklis and Dennis Quaid, and this is period uh, shows. Yes. Yep. Yeah, this is so it's about it, the sort of creation, sort of myth or, of Las Vegas. Exactly, based on a true story. So some rancher played by Dennis Quaid gets called in to try and clean up the city as it starts growing into a, a going to a dark place. Yeah. And this has got um, why I'm interested in this myself uh, is. The cast, I like Michael Chiklis. Uh, but Nick Pileggi wrote this, who is uh, the widower, um, widower of the lovely Nora Ephron, who went to my university, Wellesley College. Yeah. So I got a little love for Nora. They were married for many years. He wrote Casino. He wrote uh, he, many, many gangster films, but notably Casinos and, Casino and Goodfellas. Yeah. So he's the writer. And it's, uh, his co-writer on this has done tons and tons of TV. Most of it successful, lately not so much, but you know, did things like X-Files and... Smallville and with many years as a executive producer and without a trace, so it's got people who know how to do TV, yep. people who know how to write, ga- who yep. write gangsters and write stories. Yep. 
So I am kind of interested in this. And, you know, for me, there's not much going on at 10 o'clock. I will watch Parenthood. Yeah. Which is Jason Cadams or Cadams, who was the, uh, who wrote also uh, Friday Night Lights, which I loved. Yes. Parenthood is a slightly softer vehicle, but it's not <laughs> bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is pretty soft and, and a little squiffy around the edges, but I kind of like it. Yeah. Do you watch Parenthood? I don't. I don't enjoy it. It's, yeah, it's, right. it, it's too squiffy for me. You know, it's yeah. brothers and sisters. It's that, it's, oh, it's, no. it's that whole kind of, you know, evolving, amazing coming of age family tale thing that I just, one of the things I like about film and television is escapism. Yeah. And, and, and when people want to give me heavy doses of alleged reality, I don't mean reality TV, which has nothing to do with reality. Right. But, but this sort of thing, I, I can take it or leave it. Honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't set my world on fire. If I wanted to watch a family kind of getting on and not getting on, I turn off my TV and turn, right. a, turn left and or Do right. life with people. Yeah, with actual people. At 10 and nobody here. wants that. <laughs> nobody wants to see that mess. <laughs> you got to be really telegenic people like they have on that show. So private practice is also on at 10 for, for the five or six people still watching that. It, it, for me, it's like cutting. It's like I, it, it's, it's doing well enough to come back for a final season. And I, and I sort of am. I, I loved the character, the Addison Montgomery, kind of the anchor character, who spun off from Grey's Anatomy. I love that character. And then yep. they just kind of made me dislike her over a course of several seasons, where yep. she just slept with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Um, Why won't you die? Yeah. So I just did not. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. But I, I've sort of just kept watching it in that kind of I'm not a quitter mode. So I may. Just stick it out to see. How Is it true they die. finish up the season with her dying from a communicable disease? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't I that? just heard that somewhere. I don't know. That might not be true. Okay, so in the middle, we've got a couple of new things. So the Mindy Project and Go On yep. on various networks. There's four or five new shows, but. Noteworthy is the Mindy Project. So this is Mindy Kaling, who is a writer for the American Office, who I think is very funny. Yeah. The premise made me want to roll my eyes and throw up a, throw up a little in my mouth, but yeah. I'm going to give this show a chance because I really like her. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, doctor who loves rom-coms and Meg Ryan rom-coms. You know, will they, won't they? She's attracted to the wrong man. There's the right man, you know, and hilarity ensues. Yeah. So it, it's not great, but I think my enjoyment of her and my... Kind of, she has been a writer for shows. She's written a book. She's written for the New York for New York Magazine or the New Yorker, and everything she's written has been funny and insightful. So I have a suspicion that she could take the genre and play with it in a good way. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch that. Are you in? Uh, Your girls yeah. might be. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. See how it turns out. Again. So you will tune think, off New Girl I in the middle. That, yeah. You'll go we'll, Ben and we'll, Kate. Drop. We'll flick out. Thirty minutes. I'll flick over to go on because I'm interested to see how Matthew that. Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry, who uh, I still think is probably the funniest of the Friends uh, franchise. Which yeah. is a perfect example of execution, uh, you know, of writing and execution elevating a, a pretty banal trope of yep. an idea. You know, a bunch of friends live together in New York, hang out in a coffee shop, and right. isn't it funny? And aren't they great? You know, it, that could we've seen that show so many times, and it didn't last. And it yep. worked with those people because very chemistry right and people, good writing. Right time, yeah. you know, it, and it's a friend's producer is involved in this, so yeah. I think they're tra- they've been trying to find him the right vehicle. Yeah, he's done some serious stuff, Studio Sixty, which we liked, and no one else. No one really. else did. Yeah. Mr. Sunshine, not Mr. serious, Sunshine. obviously. It, with Alton Janney, which but... was funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen the first episode. Did you get a chance to have a look at it? Not yet. I did watch one of the other new shows that okay, so NBC there, so threw up for a hot second. Right, so there's a, a preview of that first episode out. The basic premise of it is that he plays a radio talk show host uh, who has lost his wife uh, almost two years ago in a sort of tragic accident, uh, which is uncovered in the first episode. Basically, she was texting him uh, to remember some milk and died in a car accident. Now, he's never really sort of gotten over that and ends up being forced into uh, group therapy as part of his ability to be able to get back on air after going ballistic and a la newsroom a la newsroom uh only only he gets forced to go to group therapy and uh and so the basic premise of this show is this sort of dual life between what he's sort of doing on air and what's happening in the group therapy sessions and hilarity ensues well, we'll see. I mean, I enjoyed the... One f- would hope. I, I enjoy- That's a weird line, right? Well, what's what's interesting about it is that they actually walk the line, not just delicately, ha, 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 and then play it soft, but they actually go to that place where he's actually very s- solemn and sad about those moments or, you know, the people there. And then there's... So they're, they're not just walking down the middle with it, they're actually walking to the far left and the far right with it. There is a very funny... Well, what I think is a funny scene where he gets 
into the group therapy where he doesn't want to be. He's just trying to do his hours in order to be able to get back into, um, get back onto his job. And the uh, woman who's supposed to be running the group not there, not there yet. So he decides to run a face-off competition. Who is the most tragic loser in the? You know, who has the most tragic story of the group? Which is a little like the dinner party in Notting Hill. Right. When you sit here listening to someone else's problems, a big part of you is thinking my thing's worse than your thing. We try not to compare experiences here. We. We're going to have a little contest. We're going to go head to head. You got five seconds to tell your sob story. Winners advance. We go a couple of rounds and we know once and for all who rules the land. We could call it March Sadness. That's exactly what we're going to call it. Owen, I love you. Okay, go. Left it all to try to sing. Failed. Wow. I've uh, gone blind. You, sir, are moving on. I came back from deployment and there was my wife with the new baby. Okay, so you missed the birth and the conception. Danny, your wife and her lover have sent you into the final four. Her heart exploded because she wouldn't take her stupid pill. Time. My cat died. <sighs> on a technicality, feline death beats human one. Our first upset. No, I can't lose to this. What a Cinderella story. So a very funny moment from the show. I, I'm hoping there are many more of those funny moments to... Uh, to follow up with, but I guess timeline will tell how it fares. But I will definitely be tuning in to go on see uh, see how it fares. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, New Normal, which when I, I won't say much about. It. It's got a Glee pedigree. It's Ryan Murphy. Uh, I hate the premise. It's you know gay couples uh, down on her luck girl who decides to be their surrogate. Like they've got everything except a baby. And so she's got a child already. She has a child already, and she she's decides just, to be a surrogate for them. She's for trying to turn. Child. She's trying to turn her life around. Heart of gold. Uh, Heart of gold. She's moved. She wants to go and be a lawyer. She has no money and has decided that surrogacy would be a way in order to be able to reap $35,000 or whatever it is. just sitting there. It might as well earn some money. Exactly. Win with a view. Um, Well, because they're in Los Angeles now. Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to let it go. Uh, Yeah. And and so you've got uh, a pair of uh, gay Telegenic men. Uh, who uh, you know, one of them was in Book of Mormon, the other is Justin Martha was the sidekick in both of the National Treasure movies. Basically, they all end up in each other's lives. She agrees to do it. And Ellen Barkin is also there. <laughs> yes, as the um, tough as nails. Is she no, tough as nails? no, she's hideously inappropriate mother. She's the Cloris Leachman character on Raising Hope. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, I mean, Brian Murphy's stuff for me, the concept is better than the execution. God bless Ryan. Do your thing. I'm glad you're doing well, but I, it's not. I don't think it's going to be for me. If I hear that it's really tight writing, it's really good. I'd probably tune in, but it's not going to be on the DVR. Yeah. The other thing that's new, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is because I love me some Meryl Streep. Is her daughter Mamie Gummer is in a show, unfortunately, regrettably, on the CW called Emily Owens, MD. Just screams success, doesn't it? Doesn't it though? Blockbuster. So this is Felicity meets Grey's Anatomy. Mm. ish uh, complete with like old high school love or college love who happens to work at the same hospital yeah I like Mamie Gummer I got a lot of love for her I think she's actually a good actor she's been on The Good Wife she had she was on the show Off the Map which is a bit unfortunate which is like the one Shonda Rhimes show that didn't really I think work uh, but I won't be watching that but you know if that's your thing there's two doctor shows on the CW if you like low production values and young people this might be for you there it is. So what else is on for you that night? That's it? You're going to watch Dancing with the Stars? You're going to watch The Voice? I do not watch Dancing with the Stars. I loathe it. Oh, that's I ha- right. I have yeah. always loathed Dancing with the Stars. But no one in your family is, is polling for no, that show? No. You no. Like, you're all singing. You're not all dancing in that We're show. We're all singing. We are not all dancing. Well, because they don't dance. They're star- well, they're pseudo-stars for a start. Don't get me started on the fact that hardly any of them are actual stars. Um, but that- <laughs> would be great if the stars was in quotes on that. <laughs> That's what it needs. Dancing with the inverted commas. Uh, the the uh, so it's never done anything for me that show. And uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be tuning in for the voice. I'm sure. Good luck with that. Thank you. I will not. So that's Tuesday. Fine. Be like that then. Yeah. Well, I'll double down on NCS and NCSLA. So you know, for, right. for my sake. Let it ride. Right. Exactly. CBS. Let it ride, and that is working for them. All right. So that's what's happening on Tuesdays. Now let's move on to Wednesday. A little less new on Wednesdays. Um, so what we have really in ABC is continuing to build out a comedy block. So that's, you know, they're anchored with Modern Family at Nine. Yep. The new show they're introducing is The Neighbors, uh, which looks dreadful. This looks so bad. Well, we've seen it already. It was Third Rock, and that was kind of funny. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Third Rock, basic premise of the show, family moves into the area, and everybody in their area is alien. Yeah, with funny, na- like, uh, funny names like Jack or Joyner Kersey. Yeah. Uh, hilar- hilarity ensues, I, I believe. Uh, so yeah, this is from the Modern Family producers. Odds are they can get a good writer's room together, but I, I don't know what they're going to do with that mess, and I'm probably not going to stick around to find out. Yeah. I'm also the one not watching Modern Family, so... Yeah, I mean, you, you only have to hear the trailer for it, and you just notice things a red-hot mess, and so I, how they hope to sustain it and have it be funny, I, 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 I'm at a loss for words to yeah. understand exactly what was going on in their heads. I could be proven wrong. Yeah, again, yeah. It, the material, if you have great writing... You never know, right? Certain yeah. things, you know, shouldn't work but do. It does not leap off the page as a fantastic idea. I, I really cannot comprehend this one. I mean, I think it's your modern family, you're winning everything. It's like, you know, you, then you get a pass to do things that you, you know, what you want to do. You're a little, maybe this is some guy's passion project. Yeah. I mean, it's the reverse of the fish out of water story in that ordinarily you have a neighborhood full of normal people and you import an alien or someone with superpowers or whatever into yeah. that into that zone bewitched or whatever that thing is. Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. This is the... You move a normal person into an alien neighborhood. And by normal, we mean Jamie Gertz, so... Yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> uh, I get normal in quotes. Yeah, so... You, you eh. know what? I Put it on my list of things that I will watch one episode for. Just because... Take one for the team. I, this of, is, we're doing this for you people. That's a perverse curiosity. That's what's okay. driving that particular... All right, good luck with that. Yep. So that's what's happening on ABC. But at 10 o'clock, they switch into drama, as networks are wanting to do, with Nashville. Nashville is soapy. I'm very excited about this show, much to my you know, surprise. So this is, the reason I'm very interested in this is, is primarily Connie Britton from Friday Night Lights, Tammy Taylor, playing a country music star. This is Country Strong this as is a country drama. This is Country Strong. But right? nobody dies, hopefully, at the end. Sorry if you haven't seen Country Strong. Wow. So, so it's Spoiler Country alert. Strong. With um, Hayden Panettiere playing the young role. I do not like Hayden Panettiere. I didn't watch like, Heroes. Um, I feel like she's like a Bratz doll come to life, and she, I, she weird. She creeps me out. I don't no. know. But I'm going to watch it. It also has the return, the glorious return of Powers Booth. <laughs> Remember Powers Booth? Remember his work in The Crow, perhaps? Yep. In a place where everyone has something to prove. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I was the future of country music. You're not some overnight sensation. Though you are sensational overnight, to the best of my recollection. And everything to lose. Why don't you come take over for Buddy as my band leader? Can't do that to Raina. Raina's not the only woman in the world, you know. She's got Randy doing her records. She wants you and her band. Is she coming from my house next? You think this Juliet Barnes is just a flash in the pan? No. She's going to be around for a while. Nothing is easy. You're going to have to figure out your next move. If I serve a term or two as mayor, I can write my own ticket and you can stop working. I don't want that! And anything is possible. Do you understand the kind of power you're going to have? Daddy. Are you trying to lure him with the money? Is that what it is? Because you know we're not going to accept it. You're too proud to accept anything from me. Whatever dime you ever earned is because of me. We cannot be bought. And basically, from a synopsis point of view, you've got uh, somebody who's is paying basically Reba McIntyre. It isn't Reba McIntyre. Who but, has but, a show that's coming in mid-season that right, no one but, will watch. But she's the kind of redhead, country veteran, been there, done that, has everything at her feet. You know she is. She's Faith Hill. And this one's Taylor Swift. And she's Swifty, right? Yeah, I- exactly. So, you, so you've <laughs> got this kind of mentor, up, upstart, you know, rivalry thing that goes on there. And uh, I think drama ensues rather than hilarity this time around. I'll be interested. You're obviously very excited about it. I love Connie Britton. I got a lot of love for her. And Eric Close, who I loved because I've actually physically met him in person. He was pretty and tall. Uh, from Without a Trace, you know, one of my old rest in peace procedurals, he's on it too. So I just have a lot of love for, for the idea of the show. I mean, I, soapy stuff like this is not usually my bread and butter. I, I would think like this is this season's revenge, yeah. which did really well. I didn't really get into it. But I'm going to watch this because of the cast. So it's, you know, you have certain people that you kind of root for. Yep. Matthew Perry, you're rooting for. I'm yep. rooting for Connie Britton. So okay. I'm in for a season of this, I think. Unless it's god-awful, like the Terra Nova thing, and I drop it after four episodes. I think the chances of you finding dinosaurs in Nashville are very, very slim. I don't know. Are they really looking? There's probably <laughs> dinosaur barbecue. <laughs> they could. They 
Could be. So, got CBS is, is returning shows. They got Criminal Minds and CSI. After their Criminal Minds spinoff last year flopped. And series 435 of Survivor, right? Yeah, I mean, who's, who's watching it? Are you? Everybody's watching it. That's, really? Well, not everybody. Yeah. Its numbers are still very, very strong. That's why it's back for season... We must be over season 20 now. I mean, it's... And who it's, are the... It's ridiculously yeah. successful. As much as you, you might malign it. It's the first... It's like the grandfather of the genre, right? Like it's, it is. It's, it's, it is the first, the progenitor of yeah. all reality shows, which is you know an embarrassing thing to say about anything, but I still think it's better than the vast majority of things okay. that call themselves reality shows. If you like competitive, you we almost invariably watch Survivor. I okay. like it because I like the social dynamics of things that go on. Although last season was not my favourite season because the people who all survived were the most le- least likeable people. Usually what happens is you end up with a couple of people that you really like, a couple of people that you really love to hate, and then you're just watching the social politics that goes on and how people play the game is the thing that entertains in, in terms of a level of interest. Um, and and the, the sort of study in humanity is, is one of those things that uh, is is that always interests me. It's like, well, I could hold my mouth right now for like 21 days and just shut my hole and I'll probably win this game. Screw that. I'm going to tell you that you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you remember that's that it's a million dollars, right? <laughs> One million dollars. No, nothing. But it all just goes out the window and it's just, yeah. Uh, so anyway, enough about Survivor. It's, yeah, X Factor and Fox. Do you watch X Factor? I don't. I can't. These all, I go blind over all these shows with the singing. The, the voice, the X Factor. This is not just singing. We talked about Mark This is X Factor. This is like, you know, this is. This is what Simon Cowell did when we left the other one, American Idol, right? X Correct. Factor. And who are the judges so on So X Factor is Simon Cowell's show. Okay. So he created it. It's done incredibly well in the UK. Now um, it's gone two hours instead of 90 minutes. So if you like it, now there's more. Yeah, I don't know whether it will stay two hours or, or, or whether that will wind back so like once, two the, years. once they get into the series. Look, there's so much of this stuff going on right now. X Factor, America's Got Talent. Um, but, I mean, the thing that happens with X Factor, which has happened particularly with the UK one, is that they keep on digging up really amazingly talented people that you would never see otherwise, like Susan Boyle, right? Uh, somebody who would just have been... Uh, uh, Shopping in Sainsbury's. Yeah, and, and just uh, subscribe to obscurity mm-hmm. would have just disappeared there. Seeing the church choir. Yeah, and and is all of a sudden now has a global audience for, for what it is that she does. So, But for one of those, the denominator of just mediocrity is pretty big, right? True. One season boiled to four hundred. Well, and it's not me just me- it's not just mediocrity. I mean, they always stack it with a whole bunch of people, particularly in the first few rounds, who are so hideously bad that you just wonder, you know, why were your friends and or parents so mean to you to let you think that you had some modicum of talent? I have no idea. It's the thing that always yeah. <laughs> constantly amazes me. Yeah. Do you not have? You know, not only do you have any kind of self awareness, you don't know anybody who's who loves you enough to tell you. <laughs> to tell you. Well, maybe they love you too much. I don't know. All those same people, the people I came across on dating websites. <laughs> yeah. Like I loved you in a in Breaking Two. <laughs> you were wearing that outfit. I remember it—the patchwork velour outfit. Yeah. Anyway, so... So, X Factor, in, you'll watch that? Yeah, now, uh, maybe. We'll maybe. See. So, uh, on to NBC. So, NBC, our struggling fledgling network. Uh, NBC used to own so much comedy, right? Must Is it TV. true that NBC now stands for not beyond changing? <laughs> because, they're, they're, like, everything is in flux of their network. Like, it's yeah. just... Everything is up for grabs. Well, I wish they would have the courage of their convictions. So when they do a show, like something like Happy Endings on ABC, that didn't do well at the beginning. I think it was going to get canceled. They let yeah. it ride... It picked up an audience, and now it's doing well. Yeah. But NBC, like, two episodes in, it's not working, they yank it. Hank Azaria had a show last year that I liked. Yeah. They pulled it almost instantaneously, and yeah. they just, you know, let it burn out for a little while and see if it finds a little, you know, finds a following. They just yeah. don't do it. And I don't know what that is, but it's some of their scheduling, when I look even at what they're doing that night, it's just, it's, it's really strange. So people tend to... Do blocks of comedy. I mean, ten o'clock yeah. is usually owned by drama across yeah. the board. But they're doing a comedy block, then followed by Dick Wolf show. So they got Law and Order SVU and the newcomer Chicago, Chicago Fire. Fun. So it's an odd, it's an odd mix. So they've got Animal Practice, 
which we'll talk about, and Guys with Kids, which are both new shows, and they got them at 8 o'clock hour, and then followed by a solid block of drama. I just don't know how they're going to fare in that in that spot. Yeah, it is a weird lineup. Yeah. I actually saw the first episode of Animal Practice. And how did you feel about it? I, I love Justin Kirk because of weeds. I love him. So, this is... And Crystal the monkey should get EGOT, right? That monkey... This is formerly of community. That that's um, Annie's boobs. The monkey. <laughs> that's what it was. Crystal's name. I I know the monkey's name. Crystal was called Annie's boobs on Community, which is an awesome joke in and of itself. <laughs> uh, but now Crystal is Doctor Rizzo, who may or may not be a licensed veterinarian, who was asked to scrub in certainly on one of the surgeries. Yeah. Who is Justin Kirk's best friend? So he is a doctor who runs a a, a top flight. The best um, animal hospital in New York, but it's weirdly not felt like it's set in New York. Uh, and um, this his... is scrubs with monkeys, right? Monkeys and turtles and gerbils and birds, All right. a, 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 lions a, a, and tigers and bears and what? A, pl- a plethora of animals and some fairly actually decent writing. I mean, this okay. did not work. Did you watch it? I no, I, I've seen an extended preview for it, which made me thoroughly unconvinced. Really? Well, just about the sustainability of it. I yeah. mean, it is. The, the humor is all at a sort of scrubs, for me anyway, which I, I saw a, a kind of very base, you yeah. know, scrubs humor level, which a lot of people liked and it got, you know, had a very long life to it. So I maybe didn't watch that show regularly, but I d- I'd watch it occasionally. When I did, it made me laugh. So maybe, maybe it's got a life there. I mean, I kind of hope so. I like Justin Kirk. I think, again, having him on the show, yeah. everybody else isn't working as well. Although there's a funny bit, there's a comedian who plays the Asian doctor in the practice. Um, who is who is getting choked and choked by a monk uh, by a snake a python? <laughs> Did you see that scene? Yes. He's like, tap me out. Tap me. Out. <laughs> He's like, you're doing fine. You got him, Dora. <laughs> it's really a funny scene. So I don't know how much they can keep doing that stuff. And you know, there's there's old adages about not sharing the screen with animals, yeah, animals and kids. Yeah, because yeah. Crystal, Crystal the monkey is is stealing the show. And and again, that may get so cute you want to just stitch it on a pillow or throw up in your mouth a little bit yeah. or both. Yeah. But I, you know what? You're I, sitting straight I'm for in, a, an Emmy and a spinoff. Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get enough of Crystal, right? So I, I'm I'm watching it. I, I'm in. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go in for it. So I'll, I'll stick with that for a season if NBC lets it last a season. Well, an NBC season that's three or four episodes. Three or four right? episodes, and then they flip it to Fridays or Tuesdays or 11 p.m. At midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then Guys with Kids after that, and I, Jim, Jimmy Fallon is producing Guys with Kids. Anthony Anderson is on from uh, Guys with Kids. I want to like it, but I can't find really anything like. They're guys. They've got kids. They're trying to make it work. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, I and nothing that I've seen. Finality. So, nothing that I have seen so far about this show makes me think that it's going to be successful. Now that could prove to be wrong. Again, if but, you have good writers and good actors in but, there, it's but working. so far I've seen nothing there that goes, "Oh man, this is going to be hilarious." I'll watch the first one maybe because there's nothing else on that I'm watching at that time. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't imagine that. Now, what about Chicago Fire? That's NBC's new Dick Wolf show. They've historically, although the Law & Order franchise has struggled of late, yeah, it, it is keeping TNT singing year after year, right? Law, like, at any time, in any place in the world, there is at least one Law & Order running. Yep. It's the new mash. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I, Chicago Fire? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, the... The stuff that I've seen of it so far actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dick Wolf, apart from all the Law and Order franchise, has been a little thin on the ground. I mean, not that, not that he's been thin on the ground for content because he just you know spins out another Law and Order spin-off, SVU, CSU, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> the only other acronyms I can think of are bad ones, so I'm yep. just going to move on. Um, Law and Order STD. Um, <laughs> however, Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that it will be a hit for him. Um, I read some buzz somewhere about it. You know, the interweb, the interweb is always correct. Yeah. Uh, that said it was good. Kind of a return to form, whatever that means. You know, if you don't like the form, then you're not going to like a return to it. Yeah. But I will check this out. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tune in. I think it'll be well worth a look, at least for the first little while. See how yeah, it give it a out. shot. The other thing, fanboys, uh, on CW is Arrow, Arrow. As in Green Arrow. Yes. And uh, for those of you, it's a shame we don't have this show uh, with a, a video component because, ladies and some gentlemen, the arrow is pretty. <laughs> he's got like a, a ju- he's he's easy on the eyes. I, I don't know. I can't think about it too much, but uh, he's very attractive, gentlemen, playing the 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 arrow. <laughs> 
Okay. She's lost. La, 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 la. Okay, so he plays the, the story of Oliver Queen. The day I went missing was the day I died. At least on the inside. Oliver Queen is alive. Darling City resident was found five years after he was missing and presumed dead. What? Get that camera. How do I he was the only survivor of the accident that took the lives of seven people has he said anything about what happened i worry that those i left behind won't recognize me i knew it i knew you were alive the island changed me tomorrow you and me were doing the city you've got a lot to catch up on i'm not the person they remember 20% of his body's covered in scar tissue. Second-degree burns on his back and arms. At least 12 fractures that never properly healed. They thought I was back to my old life. They thought wrong. I'd like you to prepare yourself. The Oliver you lost might not be the one they found. The day Oliver Queen died is the day something new was born. It's a billionaire playboy. He's a billionaire playboy who ends up getting stranded on an island and disappears for how many years? Five years? It can't be that long. Look at him. He, he, he had nothing to do but uh, curls while he was there. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he, he disappears onto this island. Uh, well, I mean, obviously nobody knew he was on the island. He, With a great gym. And, <laughs> fantastic membership. And... And then comes back several years later, uh, but a changed man from all the disturbing things that happened to him on the island. I love a good troubled past. So what you're going to get over the season is an unfolding of exactly what transpired on the island and how this turns him into not the a-hole that he was before he left, but the guy who still is sort of doing a playboy during the day and at night he heads out and shoots people with his arrows. So he's Batman with an arrow? Yes. Okay. So I can't imagine that the CW is really invested in the veracity of the com of the graphic novels, right? Oh, you mean them being a real thing? Yeah. Uh, no. Are they well? Insofar as like in the are they going to stick to anything canonical for the Green Arrow? I wouldn't imagine so. I mean, they've never yeah. never really felt the need to do those things. I mean, you've got... so fanboys aren't going to like it. Well, I'm... so who's watching this? Teenage girls. Teenage. Uh... And teenage boys. And teenage boys. Yeah. Because, you know, teenage girls want to pat his abs and teenage boys want to have Not his just abs. just teenage girls. And, all right, easy talk, yeah. Good heavens. Dang. Uh, Put that away. <laughs> Tim's going to take the piece of paper I printed out with him. She is easily distracted in class, everybody. I he he see, is a shiny object. I can see your high school reports right now. Oh, no. Anne has an agenda in physics that has little to do with physics. That is a direct quote. <laughs> the fact that you even remember that is troubling to me. Oh, I was well, a school nerd, I remember. Of course you were. Uh, so, I mean, they have some track record with these things in terms of Smallville um, and, and being also able... Also pretty. Right, and being able to take something which has a, a designated audience and being able to create a new one sort of out of that. And I, they do the Vampire Diaries, which I hear is fabulous. It's the Dawson... Kevin Williamson from Dawson's Great. Yes. Different night, but that is so that you know there are they're doing some shows that are a critical success. Supernatural, yes. which is also on on Wednesdays, yeah, has been around for quite a while and yeah. doing it's doing really well, going strong. Yeah. So we're not the demo for this. We're way too old. No, indeed. Vampire Diaries. You know, my daughters absolutely love. Okay, I a lot of people love this. Surprising people love this. You know who you are if you're listening. So yeah, so for me, it's animal practice. I'll probably watch a hot second of guys with kids, then off nothing at nine, maybe. No, certainly not the neighbors, and then on to Nashville and Chicago Fire. Yeah, and you will. Uh, I like Criminal Minds at nine. Although, do you? It's a little too dark for me. It is a little dark, and I did like it more when Mandy Patinkin was, was the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, no offense to the to the new crew. Oh, not that they're new now, yeah. but I'm glad Paget Brewster is back. I like her. Yeah. I didn't like when they made her go away and then <laughs> go away. Weirdly faked her death yeah. and sent her to Paris. Yeah. So I, you know, I mean, I think Nashville will be one to look at. Yeah. I think that'll be interesting. To see a lot of buzz around that, so out. we're hoping that's good. It could be total schlock, but, you know, yeah. every once in a while, a little measure of that. 
doesn't hurt. There it is. So, you know, obviously we've talked briefly about these shows. Um, we'll talk to you if we're watching them and if we're liking them or hating them. Yep. You'll be the first to know. Yep. That is what we have now for our full wrap. I'll wait you yep. next. Well, next week we're going to give you, we'll keep going on. We'll give you Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday yes, is like no will. new programming at all. So Saturday, Saturday, and then we'll hit up Sunday and then we will be done. Yep. And declare victory, plant a flag. We will. Very na- we're, be- we're very nationalistic, jingoistic post Olympics. Burn yeah. some sort of dead animal. Sure, absolutely. So that's what's, ha- uh, that's what's happening there. Now on to, we want, we've been talking for a while. We've been uh, alleging that there'll be some segments that will tell you, you know, a few things about why, again, more why we like this. rumors. Yeah. Lies. Thus, thus far, completely yeah. unfounded. So we thought it might be nice to, to gaze longingly into the, the vacuum of our own souls and tell you what's in our Netflix queue. Yes. And we'll see, uh, you know, to Tim's discredit or, or benefit, let's see, how, let's see what it looks like in the queue. Uh, so show me yours, I'll show you mine. Wow. didn't realize it was that kind of show. For the pie. Netflix queue, people, let's be clear. Okay, so do you want the DVD queue or you want the instant queue? Uh, ooh, it's like, it's like Christmas. Let's, let's do DVD. Okay. I don't even have DVD, so I only have one choice. I'll pull it. God's going to say whip it out. This is wrong. It feels inappropriate. Let's not do that. Wrong. It feels wrong. So I have the artist at home. Look at me. Last year's Oscar winner. I'm so highbrow. It is a foreign film. You knew knew we were going to have this conversation. It's been here for a month. Yeah, you were just waiting. She's been holding out everybody. I I took it on a plane with me. I was going to watch it and I realized Blu-rays don't work on my computer. Uh, So unfortunately, I had a two-hour window on a flight and I was going to watch this. So I'm going to hopefully take it home uh, this weekend to see it with my grandparents when we're not watching NCAA. Yes, I could be. Well, what, who am I kidding? Then of a Blu-ray. I'm never going to see this movie. I'm probably going to give it up to my shame and send just, it back. Just send it back. I'm carrying it around. Stop pretending. So I want to watch it. It's a silent film, but you know, Frenchy people should be good. Won everything last year. Uh, and then we got Hunger Games at the top of my list, which I never saw in the theater. Really? Yeah. So short wait. That's the joy of having Blu-ray. Actually, is that there's not such a long wait as there is with DVD. Well, well now that you've said it, there will be. Everybody go out, rush out and buy Blu-ray displays to... So, rush to judgment, Tim. Rush to judgment. Okay, so let's have a quick look across. It's a man's queue for the most part. It is a man's queue. We've got several (laughs) seasons of Justified uh, in there, which I would highly recommend to to viewers. Uh, Justified is a great, great show. Well worth a watch. The Ides of March. Okay, Hugo, lovely movie. That's a charming family movie. Is it? It is lovely. Well, there you go. Uh, it's very uh, <laughs> warrior, which has no <laughs> re- martial arts, no redeeming features whatsoever. Uh, it, has the fact that it has Tom Hardy in his pretty Tom, mouth. Tom Hardy and, and Joel it has, um, What's his name? An uh, Oscar nomination for Nick Nolte on this last year, which is how it ended up in the queue. Oh. And Joel Egerton, who's who's one of yours. Yes, right? he is. Well, who was in that fabulous not movie one of my Animal Kingdom? Yeah, but he was in Animal Kingdom, yes. which was an unbelievable movie. So yeah. people, if you haven't seen Animal Kingdom, stop. Pause the podcast, put it in your queue. It is deeply, deeply disturbing yeah, and wonderful. Yeah, there it is. 21 Jump Street. Which I heard was very funny. Channing Tatum. It's actually surprisingly funny. Really? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm okay with with all of these. Uh, one day. There's some schlocky girly stuff in there. One day. I don't even know what this is. Corey Lannis. Shakespeare. Ray Fiennes directed it. What? Sorry, I dozed off. Where were we? Let's get back to reality. Real Steel. Nice. Uh, it's actually uh, I really enjoyed Real Steel they're making that's a, I've heard it's good they're making a sequel uh, so it did Real or Steeler yeah still Steel after all these years <laughs> I don't know I'm not sure what the premise of it Tower Heist Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy uh, Ben Stiller Ben Stiller I w- you saw this I have seen you've it you've seen a lot of movies it was surprisingly funny I went in with very mild expectations didn't for it didn't this get destroyed because that's when Ratner went ballistic and got kicked off the Oscars with, yeah. as did Eddie Murphy so it kind of got lost in yeah yeah. look I mean it was never going to be a world breaker billion dollar making movie but a reasonably solid comedy I thought Inglorious Bastards also a reasonable comedy I thought that was, that was not, oh, fast I had to put that back in the queue when I remembered he was in it so I did see that movie. I loved that movie. I wanted to see it again. It's hyper-violent, so it was like a little bit much for me. Yeah. But I wanted to see it again. There's a lot of foreign movies. Lot I like, foreign I like a good foreign movie. Better Life, Smiley's People, The Debt, Smiley's People, Smiley's People, Australia. Yeah, I heard it was... I, I'm not a Baz Luhrmann. 
Interesting. Boz Lerman's uh, Great Gatsby got kicked the next year. Yes, there's... Well, I mean, Baz always takes longer with his films than oh, okay. he should. So it's it's not unusual. Um, but there's another Baz Luhrmann thing coming out shortly, I feel. I thought there was something else. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, you get the idea. It's always sunny Anything in Philadelphia. Jeeves and Wooster. Yeah, I love gosh. me some Stephen Fry. Mr. Show, Bob Odenkirk, we love you. New York, wow, it's a lot of crap on here. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, wait till we see yours. Well, There's I don't even... French New Wave in here, come on. There you go, I don't even know. The rules, the, regular, the rules of the game, come on. These are great, there's some good stuff in here. I, I've got a somewhat defensible position with this queue. I mean, there's some crap, but it, it's it's a little bit of a man's queue of Jane Eyre, though. i got some lady stuff I don't even know if we put things in our queue. And when I say our, you know, it's a generic family queue, so God knows what's in there. But I don't even know if we do that anymore. And the Wiggles going to be in there? They, they could be. My instant queue starts, it has a lot of comedy. It has a, it starts off with a documentary about a, meth, a family that makes meth in West Virginia. Naturally. The Wild and Wonderful Whites, which I heard is fabulous and was an inspiration for Breaking Bad, which is how that ended up in the queue. Did you hear that somebody just nearby, um, by the name of Walter White, was recently arrested for cooking meth? If you're named Walter White, I think you have to. Yeah, all right. It's compulsory. Yeah, Mad Men's in the queue, Breaking Bad, Drive, which you've seen and I haven't. Yep. So, yeah, a lot of comedy. A lot of do- I'm a little bit of a documentary nerd, so there's a lot of those Yeah, in there's there. nothing wrong with the good docker. A lot of comedy. Chappelle show, th- things like that. So, you know, a lot of this, what sits in my queue, are things I've seen before and want to just have like, to pop up at a given moment, like 30 just, Rock. Just in case you... Need them at, a, at a moment's notice. Arrested Development is like near the top of my queue. In case I don't feel like putting the disc into the machine, turning on the machine, I can just pop it up on instant. So I don't think and I brought too much shame upon my village with and these And Todd, redefining laziness on a daily basis. I do what I can. Like there's some Veggie Tales in there. I love it. those cucumbers are hilarious. <laughs> the tomato, that tomato, Bob the tomato is yeah. a riot. Silly songs with Larry. It's hard to go past. Yeah, right. So, all right. See, I mean, the first thing to note when you look at my queue is, A, it's not even in my name. Chris is the uh, holder of the Netflix pants in our house <laughs> for reasons that I'm still unclear All about. All the pants. All the pants. She's holding them. And, I mean, you look across the recently watched and you can tell either, A, I have extremely young girly taste and or it's being dominated by my children and my wife. Grey's Anatomy... Nine. I have Grey's in my instant queue. Although these are top ten for Christina. Teen Wolf, Greek. None of these have ever actually been... How old been, is your wife? None of these have ever... She has extreme... <laughs> she loves, like, teen dramas. Felicity, she recently... She's the perfect mother for She children. recently got a hold of Felicity and watched the entire six seasons or whatever it is over the span of, like, two weeks. Maybe she'll like Emily Owens, MD. So I would wake up at about 4 a.m. in the morning and Chris would be, you know, halfway through episode 25 of season three and just engrossed in whatever it was Scott going Speedman's on Scott coming back this season. Last resort. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, Teen sure. Wolf. Keeping up with the Kardashians. These are, Dear these, Lord. These are not shows that we've necessarily watched. These are their recommended picks from, based, based on, on, on the crap that gets watched in my house. <laughs> uh, so I, oh, here we go. Yeah, let's see the actual cue. God knows what's in here. Food Grace, is Grace Anatomy. Okay, that's season uh, two. Nice. Breaking Bad, weird. which my, I've just managed to get my wife onto. She's just started. She's like. It's kind of weird, but I can't turn off. I just want to watch what happens. And just see wait what till she gets to episode two, season two, two, and then you're just in for the long. I was listening to something. It was um, Ter- the wonderful Terry Gross at NPR interviewing Vince Gillian. Gilligan. They were talking about some of the Netflix metrics where yeah. they can measure that it was something like it, eight, like by season three, if you start watching season three on Netflix, eighty three yeah. percent of people watch the entire season. Wow. Like it doesn't have a drop off rate. Yeah, yeah. And that that percentage of people sticking with it go, grows season to season. It's amazing. It, it is a drug in and of itself. Yeah. It is the best show on television right now. There you go. Phineas and Ferb. I've heard that's funny, is that it's, it's a thing. It's a cartoon. It's really funny. I mean it's more skewed you know how some cartoons run on a sort of parallel levels, something for mom and dad think they're funny. Yeah. This is skewed more young, but but what's really funny about it is the evil Dr. Uh, Heinz Doofenshmirtz of uh, Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Nice. Um, who's always fighting off it's important a... important to incorporate for the liability. But he's hilarious. He makes me laugh every uh, every episode I watch with my youngest daughter. Uh, he fights off Perry the Patapus, who is a secret agent. 
It's, you know, it's okay. a thing. Uh, Food Inc. That, being a platypus would be the perfect cover. Exactly right. And hmm. some at some point in time in the episode, someone always says, where's Perry? And he's off fighting crime, and then he comes back again. Nice. Or somebody will say, hang on a minute, isn't it time for a catchphrase? And the other one will go, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then they cut away to Perry. They're very self-referential. In okay, a, so a little something for the adults. In a good and funny way. Exactly right. See, vegeta- Food Inc., an excellent documentary, isn't Food it? Food Inc. is a fantastic documentary, oh, yeah. and particularly if you are interested to see how you can put a porterhole on the side of a cow so that you can put your hand in is and out. Is there a cow fistula in that? No, they, they, yeah, they, they put their hand in and out of the cows, like hand in the cow, hand yeah, out the cow. Yeah, that's a fistula that allows them to do that. And yeah, I from- listened to a whole thing on um oh god it's a science podcast about fistulas and i was obsessed with it briefly i mean it is repugnant it's really it's like a fuel cap for a cow so you can just shove your hand you inside your stomach in, yeah i gotta of, watch this again had a bit of a rummage around how do if, i not if, remember the fish how did i not walk out if you're a person things? with you know greater sensibilities than i am you may never want to eat chicken and or meat ever again given what they demonstrate i saw that and powered right through yeah i'm exactly the same we I, shall we, we shall overcome people <laughs> we have no soul there it is wnyc's radio lab they have an episode that is called guts called the fistula fantastic that would have been a good subtitle. It's called Guts, and it is one of the most, like, don't prepare dinner while listening to it, but it, it opens with fistula and goes from there. Nice. Fascinating stuff. So I'm going to watch Food Inc. again because the cow fistula. Well, if, if you're interested in looking at the state of food in the U.S. in particular, yeah. uh, it makes me grateful for having grown up in, in Australia. What is a wizard, pray tell, of Waverly Place? There is a Disney show uh, about a family full of wizards in an ordinary neighborhood uh, it's like the neighbors. It's terrible. <laughs> Is it? It's terrible. Who's anyway. watching this? Youngest? Uh, youngest. Yeah. Uh, Silver Stallion. That, is, what is, uh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the adults only version. Uh, that, I, that was on Cinemax when I was 12. I saw that. I'm I sure, came of age. I'm sure it's an Australian uh, movie about horses. I can't remember was the cartoon version or the non-cartoon version. Seen on the spile. My God. Yeah, see, here we go. So, Hot Tub Time Machine. I heard that was funny. It's very funny. Is it? It's wrong in many different ways. Rob Corddry is in it. I love Rob but, Corddry. Uh, but it's very funny. John Cusack, one of my favorite people. Um, he, he, his you know, career has ebbed and flowed. I, dude, uh, I, I won't hear it. No? No. I really like him. Anyway, that's a personal opinion. Um, Sonelmo's Fire. Leap of Faith. Are you familiar with Leap of Faith? Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I have not seen it. Plays an evangelist. Good. Very well worth watching. It's really well done. Music fantastic. Um, well, this segment is enlightening for the two of us. <laughs> we hope you people are enjoying it. Stir Crazy. We're losing fans in droves. Stir Crazy. It was Gene Wilder. Oh, my God. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah. One of my early influences. God rest his soul. No uh, kidding. Rest in peace, Richard Pryor. Yeah. You evil genius, you. Uh, Death Race 2. So I missed ma- the first one. I so much better that. than Death Race 2. Yeah, you probably need to watch Death Race 1 in order to be able to carry through the characters. Right. Uh, Constant Gardener. Okay, that doesn't bring shame on you. That's a good movie. Kick Ray Fiennes, director of Coriolanus that you fell asleep with looking at yeah. my uh, <laughs> Kick Ass. Have you seen? No. It's in the queue. I have not. I would elevate it up the queue. It's really, a really great. Um, Sort of anti-superhero movie in some respects. The Messenger, also in my queue. Woody Harrelson. That's a dark series. These are, there's some dark stuff True down the grit, bottom of the line. You know. The new True Grit. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Coen Brothers True Grit. Yeah. Matilda, the special edition. I liked Matilda because it's mean. Roald Dahl's is mean spirited. He's mean Most twisted books ever, and yeah. I love them. And my youngest is the only one in the family apart from me that likes Matilda. All the other girls Matilda's in my family funny. hate it. It's just like. That's Rita yeah. Perlman and Danny DeVito, right? Exactly right, awesome. as, as the obnoxious parents. They're perfect casting for Roald Dahl. They yeah, really are. They absolutely and, are. and that little girl is cute as a button. Yes, cute I'm not as scared button. to say it. She is cute as a button. So, I mean, I think okay. this sort of eclectic nature reflects uh, on the slightly mixed and disturbed things that happen in my house. Yeah, I feel like I get a good sense of who you are. Yeah. It's... My cue is less of a mixed bag, but it's... I think my cue might be the cue that someone like you might have if you did not have a family. Well, there's only what does that the, say about me? I don't <laughs> there's only one of you. Me. You and your multiple personalities right. are all you have to deal with. There's the girly one that keeps putting Grey's Anatomy at the top Shh, of the queue. Delete, delete, stop it. <laughs> We're watching Drive. Watching. Shut up. <laughs> so there it is, Netflix okay. queue as it stands. It could be, it could be worse, right? It but that gives a little sense of the critical sensibilities or the lack thereof that, is that you're it. working with. 
that is it the next the Netflix review so that is about it for this episode the amazing episode 8 they said we'd never make it past 7 how wrong they were we showed the hell out of them global domination shall follow exactly right so if you want to reach us don't forget you can get us on the Oversharers that's our Twitter handle you can also get us uh, at the Overshare podcast at gmail.com if you want to reach us via uh, email Tim is outside your apartment right now with a box of donuts and uh, you know exactly binoculars perfectly true I have I'm, I'm all equipped and ready to go and um, you can also uh, get us on the overshareodcast.wordpress.com that rolls off the tongue doesn't it doesn't it though you can also find us on iTunes and uh, we will give you a monkey if you give us a glowing review absolutely caution actual monkey may not occur <laughs> <laughs> just Annie's boobs you can't just you can't get that monkey at the drop of a hat yeah that's Annie's very... boobs is busy anyway I have digressed as is our want. As is our want. That is about all we have time for this week. Yeah, I we think will love you and leave you, and you've probably said try to much. recover our yeah. dignity this week. It, it's it could be worse. It could be much worse. It could be much worse. That that's what I really go for. That's <laughs> if I can say that at the end of a day, people, I feel like it's a win. It is a win for us all. See you all next week. See you then. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs>